Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How's it going? I really hope everyone's having an amazing day. It is storming here, which, hey, we need that storm. Because if you remember last week, I was like, uh, these motherfucking storms went right by us and gave us, like, nothing. But I don't want any more violent storms because we have been through the ringer this week. Um... Thursday, we had a pretty violent storm come through. Tornadoes hit um, south of us. My sister is still without power. Uh, It is Sunday afternoon. She's been without power since Thursday around 4-ish, 3-ish. So she has no power, and it um, it is not good there. She's going nuts. She lives out in the country, and it's... um, it's gotten pretty bad there, so she's not having a great time, obviously. Um, they have no power, cold showers, all the horrible things, and lots of damage to their property. We, um, I was at work, Chad and I were actually both at work when it happened, and uh, our oldest son, Mason, was at the house. He actually had my car and was getting ready to come get me from work. I was in a meeting at work. I had a team meeting, and when I pulled everybody back there, like we had already had a plan, we were in the back. And when we went back there, it was sunny. Like the sun was still shining, everything was good. And then uh, the lights started flickering while we were in our meeting. I'm like, well, that's that's accurate because this building is old as fuck, and you know has a lot of issues, whatever. Then we are taking a field trip to the break room <laughs> from the back room to show everybody where I had relocated some things, um, equipment, tools, things they might need. And my phone, like, starts ringing, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, everybody knows not to call me. I'm in, you know, a meeting. And it says Code Red, which is the alert system for our area. They call for, like, weather services or any issues. So I answered it, put on speaker, and it said a severe thunderstorm is coming through. So I told everybody, like, you know, let's hurry up, wrap it up. We'll go over these last couple things I want to show everybody. And then everybody get the hell out of the house here safe. Except for the people, obviously, that were shouldn't work. But people had to drive in. I was worried about them. So um, I had called Mace because it was starting to get bad. And, and he answered. And he's like, oh, my God, Mom. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? I said, are you at the house? And he said, yeah, Mom, we have a problem. I'm like, what? The tree had fallen again um, in our yard and barely missed him. He was getting ready to get in my car to come pick me up from work because, like I said, he'd borrowed it from me from work. And it fell and barely missed him. It lar- well, several big branches fell, but one very large, heavy branch fell from directly over our house and landed 50 feet to the north. I have no fucking idea how that missed the house. The only thing I can think is that Travis's mom used to worry about that tree all the time. Anytime there was a storm, she would call and be like, hey, you know, don't be in the kitchen. I'm afraid that tree's going to fall in the house, you know, because that would be the corner it would fall on. She would constantly worry about it, and it somehow fell 50 feet away instead. The same tree, it's a, it's a huge fucking tree. So um, we had a storm two years ago in 2021, October actually, a major bad storm, actual tornado went through Attica, and the tree had fallen and split, like not the whole tree, but portions of it, because it's a split tree, it's huge. Uh, it went directly around our house. Like it fell like in a V shape around our house. It was fucking crazy. Like I don't even know how it missed our house, but it did. It was crazy. But so yeah, we had some pretty rough storms. Um, 
Thursday, a few carrying over, and they are now coming back again. And, which is kind of sad because Attica is a tiny little sleepy town, and they've been trying so hard to bring things in and do things, and they had actually had this big plan um, for Friday night. It was going to be what they called Dancing in the Streets. It was a huge event put on by the Badlands. If you are into four-wheelers or off-roading, side-by-sides, whatever the fuck they're called, um, you probably have heard of the Badlands. It's a destination place where people come to ride their uh, ATVs and everything and just kind of have a good time. And they were putting on a huge um, event downtown for kids and family, completely free, go down there, play the games, have fun, blah, blah, blah. And then it rained Friday night as well. And then yesterday... Saturday they had the concert planned and they actually brought like names like big names to our town Uh, they were bands from the 90s late 90s early 2000s but they were still you know actual big bands Everclear excuse me Everclear and Lit Uh, Lit sings My Own Worst Enemy and Everclear sings Father of Mine and several I mean they both sing a lot of good shit but they had influencers, people from TikTok, YouTube, um, big, you know, social media influencers were there. And it rained and things got kind of rained out. So it was a big bummer. But the highlight of all of this week is that our Taco Bell finally opened. We have a Taco Bell now. We are growing. We have a fucking Taco Bell and I could not be happier. It's wonderful. Um, as someone who has grown up in an Italian town, we were so excited when we got McDonald's back in 1994. We thought that we were finally growing then. Uh, literally, again, 1994, I was in 7th grade when McDonald's opened, and I was so fucking excited. And we have, uh, the only big chains we have here are McDonald's, Subway, which is in a gas station, and Pizza Hut, which has been here since like 1942 or 62 or 1902, I don't fucking know. It's been here forever. And then Pizza King, which is like I told you guys beforehand, is on the best pizza in, pizza in the entire fucking country. But as far as national um, chains, this is the newest addition, and it is the fucking tits. I could not be fucking happier that we have a Taco Bell. We already ate there twice, so I am so fucking pumped. So I'm sure you can tell by today's title what is happening. And I'm going to be honest with you right now, as I'm saying this, I have no idea if it's going to be a one-parter or a two-parter. You can tell because you can read the title. It'll say if it's going to be, you know, it'll say part one if it's going to end up being a two-parter. But at this moment, I don't really know because um, it's going to be a lengthy episode, I can tell you that. We're talking about old wives' tales and superstitions. And they have been, we've all heard of them. We've all heard Our family has passed down some type of old wives' tale superstition over the years. And everybody has just either went with it or ignored it. There's really no in-between. You don't just, you know, say, oh, I'll do it part of the time. You're either on board or you're like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But where did they come from? Where, Where did all these tales come from? I will tell you. They came from witches. I don't give two fucks what anything else says. They came from witches. They've been able to trace the origin back to wives sharing stories about how they've healed things or things they've done or 
luck that they've gotten from this or bad luck that they've gotten from that. But where did they get those? They got them from witches. Yes, things have evolved over the years, but honestly, it all came from us. Because, let me tell you, witches were the original healers. Back then, we were not allowed as women. I know we have many men also out there, but women witches, women in general, were not allowed to be doctors. They were not allowed to be educated and go to school and practice medicine. But they were fucking smart. They knew what herbs healed what, what things did what, what things didn't do anything, what helped, you get it, you get the point, what helped and what didn't. But they weren't allowed to formally be educated and practice somewhere. But many people came to witches and healers for issues, for healing, for guidance, for so many different things, which is where the original heal all be all person that people went to not everyone was kosher with going to a witch or quote unquote healer back then so these women would take their children take themselves whatever to a witch get the information get the medication as far as like herbal or whatever come home do whatever they were told to do by the witch and it would work and they would pass that information on to their friends, their family, anybody who wasn't as okay with seeing a witch or who wasn't allowed to see a witch because back then it wasn't okay. It wasn't something that you just, oh, I need to make an appointment with the local witch. I've got, you know, a rattlesnake bite. That's just not how things went. Some people were forbidden from seeing witches talking to them by more than just like the town. Like, obviously, people break the rules and law all the time, but their families, their spouses, and even their own personal self-issues when aid from a witch. So the ones who did would pass this information on so that the knowledge could be shared. Did witches get mad and be like, no, you owe me or, you know, you send them, send them to me so I can get something back out of it? No, because that's just not who we were or who we are. We are people who want to help others. And that's where our whole line of crafting started, was healing and helping. And it's grown. People still continue to use these. They've evolved over the years. Things have changed. Things have, you know, adapted to a different environment, different things happening. And new old wives' tales and superstitions have been added as things change and evolve doesn't matter they all still originated from witches i don't care what any history channel says about oh no it's just wife sitting around talking yeah that's where it came from but where do you think they got that info from they got it from us think about it think about the shit that they came up with think about who was trying that shit out or who knew to do that witches straight up just us back then doctors wanted a lot of things for treatment and it wasn't necessarily money as much as it was having the ability to even go see a doctor but witches were easier because they would take payment in a lot of different ways through trade through just the givingness of their fucking hearts and trying to be helpful because witches knew how to do shit so they would pass things on so let's start talking about some of these all right 
I, <laughs> I went through and I was trying to make a list of all the old wives' tales I knew, which literally I was like, fuck, man, um, this could take forever because I know a lot. And then I was like, well, let me just, let me go online and just kind of look to see what old wives' tales are, you know, most common. And there are fucking thousands and thousands of them. I was like, fuck, man, I can make like an eight-part episode just talking about all of these. But I didn't want to make it that far, you know, that big and long of an episode of me just talking about all these. But I think there are some that we need to talk about. So what I want to do today is go over some of these different uh, old wives' tales and superstitions. Most of the superstitions I'm going to talk about are ones that are actually um, passed down in my family as well as some of the old wives' tales. Not all of these are ones that I particularly particularly (laughs) use as far as the wives' tales, but they're ones that I have heard from my family. But I want to talk about these and why they work, or the couple in here that I'm like, that does not fucking work. That's stupid. But then I want you guys to do something for me. I want to do a follow-up episode, even if it's just like a little short episode to throw in on a fucking, you know, a weekday somewhere. I want to do a follow-up and add to this list of the wives' tales and superstitions that were passed down in your families. So do me a favor. Make your own list of, of the wives' tales and superstitions that have been passed down to your family over the years or ones that you, you believe And email them to me at thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. And in the subject line, I want you to put my list of wives' tales and superstitions. And then I will pull them all. We will make a list and we'll do an updated episode, like a part two or possibly three, depending on how this one goes. (laughs) If this one ends up being a part two. And we will... um, We will add to it and kind of create a newer list of things and and to see how they've evolved and changed. But let's start talking about them. And these are in no particular order. I was trying to go through like in my head um, the different ones and they were just kind of coming out out of order. And then I tried to make an order and that did not work either. Um, So yeah. So leaves can predict rain. This is 100% like this is real it's the humidity makes the leaves kind of limp and flip over so if you're ever driving and you see leaves flipped over that means that rain is in the air it's coming soon i have heard that forever and ever ever growing up and it was so funny because my uncle we were on our way home from holiday world or somewhere i think it was holiday world or might have been a bowling tournament. I don't fucking know. We're on our way home from somewhere. And my husband loves to fuck with my uncle. And they love to make bets over stupid shit. And um, so it was just one more bet just to kind of fuck around on the ride home. And my husband said, I'll bet you um, 100 bucks that it'll rain within the next like hour or whatever. And the sun was out. And my uncle's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is easy betting. I'm fucking rain. My husband saw the leaves were flipped over and obviously could tell it was going to rain. It did rain. And how my uncle didn't catch on because he grew up in the family that these fucking wives' tales came from. So he probably just didn't pay attention, but that's the one that sticks in my head a lot. 
about predicting things is that it will rain when the leaves are flipped. It shows for rain. Chewing tobacco can ease a bee sting. The nicotine has, I'm going to mispronounce this fucking word because I just can't say it, analogistic, there's no T in there, but I somehow put one in anyway, properties. And the nicotine helps draw out some of the things that are, you know, the pain from the bee sting and helps ease it and cure it. It's fucking weird, I know. I'm not saying like, you know, put a dip a chew in and slab that bitch right on your fucking bee sting, but it does help. Um, my dad chewed tobacco and he would just get a little pinch of it wet and put it on my bee sting and help a lot. Lots of heartburn during pregnancy means your baby is going to be hairy AF. And that is true for me. Um, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I had a lot of heartburn with my second one to the point that I'm like running in the house to use some fucking, um, get some Tums from like a car ride or something because it was so fucking bad. Tea bags can soothe a sunburn. Literally fact. So the tannins that are in the tea have an anti-inflammatory property in them. Also, oatmeal. Bathing in oatmeal will help a sunburn. So does vinegar. It will take the sting away. You're going to smell like ass later if you use vinegar, but it's, it's true. It fucking helps wonders. Anytime I get a sunburn... I try to put some afterburn aloe on it or just straight up aloe of any kind. But if it does not go away or if it's really severe, an oatmeal bath will do wonders. And putting tea bags on really burnt places, especially places that are like anything with blisters, the tea bags work wonders. Waiting until after blackberry winter to plant. I did not know what blackberry winter was growing up. I heard that term I was like I am really confused like is this you know like a plant like I was so fucking confused but as I got older I realized what they were talking about blackberry winter is what it's called when we have that next frost so you never notice in the spring it gets like that fake spring happens for like you know a week or so and you're thinking oh yeah it's finally here and then you get that fucking cold snap again and it freezes and frosts again for a couple days and then we actually enter spring waiting until after that happens is what they mean by a blackberry winter to plant anything like seeds in the yard or your crops or whatever but that way they don't die and get frosted um my mom would always be in such a hurry to want to plant and she'd always say um gotta wait for the blackberry winter I'm like, i don't know what that means but now as an adult i do so I think the left frost can kill the little baby seedlings, so you don't want that. You won't catch a cold if you wear a coat. My mom used to say this to me all the time. You gotta wear a coat so you don't catch a cold. Okay. But, like, I'm gonna be gone just a few minutes. Like, it's not gonna make a difference. It's still fucking, like, 900 degrees outside. But I see why they say that. Because... When your body heat lowers, your immune system lowers and becomes weaker. So the more layers you put on, the better chance you have of not actually catching a cold, which is kind of funny because it's like, even if you're outside for just a little bit, your your immune system can lower. Or if it's like 105 degrees below zero and you're out there, you think, oh, having a coat on is not going to make that big of a difference because it's still fucking freezing as far as like, you know, getting sick, but it really does. It's crazy. 
This one is one that I will never, ever, ever, ever question in my life because I had nightmares about this shit. Whenever it would storm, my mom would say, oh, I got the bathtub. Gotta get out of the, the pool. You can't, you know, can't storm or can't swim in the pool when it's storming. Or you cannot take a shower when it's storming. You can't use any water when it's storming. I'm like, why? Because water is a conduct conductive conductor. Fuck, I can't speak. For electricity. It basically is like, hey, um, right here, we got one in the water. Light our ass up. I had the craziest fucking nightmare so i thought for some reason my mom was trying to explain that to me that it was talking about like any kind of electricity like not using electricity at all during a storm for some reason like i literally thought you couldn't use any electricity so i want to turn everything off even though it's petrified the dark i had this whole thing about oh my god this you know it's horrible so in my little brain i thought a phone would also conduct electricity during a storm And when I mean phone, I don't mean like a cordless phone that has to be plugged in and charged with a battery. I'm talking about a wall phone that solely worked just because of the power that it got from the wall outlet, which is where the the phone line came in. The old kind that hung on the wall. That's what I dreamt. <coughs> that's what I thought was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get electrocuted. The phone rings and I answer it. Oh, wow, that's fucking truck made an appearance. Love that. So, I had a dream that my great-grandma had called during the storm, and she had gotten electrocuted because of, you know, got hit by lightning because of the storm, and she called the phone. And in my dream, the phone rang, and it printed out a Polaroid picture of my grandma, and that's how we knew that she died from the lightning strike from using the phone during a storm. Why my little tiny brain thought that was how it worked, I don't know, but it scarred me for a long time. I didn't want to use any electricity at all during a storm. It's fucking crazy. So yeah, don't ever take a bath or shower when it's storming. So, four, bug bites. Mud, jewelweed, raw honey, tobacco, plantain, dandelion, or mullion. Make them as a paste with baking soda and water, and it works great for bug bites. It'll help take that poison out. It will help make the bump go down and the redness, and it will ease the pain. Honey on a bee sting or vinegar on a wasp sting. Problem is trying to figure out which one stung you, because sometimes those little fuckers are fast as shit, and you don't know which one it was, especially if there's like 95,000 of them around. Put a damp tea bag on a bug bite. That will also help from the tannins. Make a pol- poultice, excuse me, from mud dauber nest and add water and apply it to a bee sting or a spider bite. Those are, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a poultice is, it's like a paste or like a, basically like you're just making a heap of something, of some type of paste and You're just, it's like a paste kind of you're making. It just depends on what you're making out of, but basically add a little water to whatever it is that you're using and make it into a little. What the fuck was that? Oh, sorry. Um, that scared the shit out of me. And that will, um, that that's a poultice. So, 
A slice of raw potato can draw out poison from bug bites also. This was one, my mom was more on the um, side of onions for some reason because those also work. Um, you can make a poultice of baking soda and water also works too. And again, uh, the onions my mom has used like a raw onion that helps with a sting. Splinters. My aunt swore by putting bacon on her splinter with a bandage over it. And then the next day, the splinter would just fall right out. Uh, a lot of people use a, full, a poultice of soap and sugar and leave it on overnight or Epsom salt. Um, again, a piece of raw bacon. I guess I said that too early. <laughs> it will Leaving these poultice on of the, whatever it is you choose to use with the bacon will make it come out very easily overnight, it says. Lice. How to treat lice. Mayo hair masks. And that will suffocate the lice and then come out the eggs. I actually um, saw that one on the TV show, The Office. That's where that one came from. For colds and flus, a hot toddy. You know that shit came from a witch. One tablespoon of honey, one tablespoon of lemon, and one tablespoon of whiskey is supposed to cure your cold or flu. And there's an alternate version where it's one tablespoon honey, four drops of eucalypt, four to six drops of eucalyptus and water and warm water. I guess if you want to skip the whiskey, but you know, I would go for the whiskey, honestly, if I were you. <laughs> Drink juice of a raw onion is also said to help with your cold or cough or flu or whatever. If you have a cough or sore throat, slice an onion and layer it in a jar. So you can put onion and then honey and then onion and then honey and do that and repeat until the jar is full. Cover it. Let that shit set for 24 hours. Throw out the onions and drink it as needed for your uh, sore throat and cough. It tastes like fucking ass, but it works. So definitely uh, keep that in mind and taste fucking gross. If you have, um, excuse me, if you're having trouble with your uh, chest and coughing and congestion, make a poultice of dried mustard and warm water, and you can either spread it onto a towel or you can just apply it directly to your skin, but you'll spread it out and you'll lay it on, or you'll have it on your chest for about 20 minutes and roll over and apply it to your back uh, for about 20 minutes and it will be very helpful to loosen all that up and relieve all that. You can also put a clove of garlic in each sock, and as it crushes as you walk, it absorbs into your skin. A lot of these old wives' tales to help with things like this will make you smell like ass, but um, apparently they are, you know, worth it for them for the ease of naturally healing your issues. I'm going to say I have tried several of these growing up as a kid. We, my mom did a lot, you know, believed in a lot of uh, wife's tales and you stink, but you feel better. Warts. When I was little, I had a wart on my knee and my mom wanted to try all these different wife's tales. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not doing any of them. Instead, I was at school one day swinging on the swings when I fell out of the swing and my knee landed on a rock and my wart busted and fell off. It's fucking weird, but it did. So 
These are uh, some that I've heard. Um, <laughs> these are some that I've heard uh, and never, ever, ever tried and don't know anybody who would try some of these. Some? Okay. <laughs> Wake early and wash your hands or the wart location in the morning dew. That's not bad. Um, milk from the stem of a dandelion. Not bad. Rub a dried bean on your wart and bury it. The wart will be gone by the time that the bean rots. Rub raw beef or on the wart and bury it or bacon. So raw beef or bacon and then bury it. You can buy the wart, quote unquote. Uh, rub a penny on the wart, but then don't spend the penny. You have to keep it somewhere. Make sure you don't spend it because then the wart will come back. Rub the wart with white rock or a white cloth. Wrap it up and place it in the center of a crossroad. You know the shit came from which. There's literally no way that that did not come from witches. None. Bury a potato under under a tree and walk away and don't look back and your wart will be gone. Accurate. <laughs> Clean with raw apple cider vinegar. That could work. Rub chicken bones on the wart at night. Rub half of a fresh cut potato on the wart and bury the other half in your yard. This one I'm going to highly suggest that you do not do. Just don't. Nail a snail to a fence and the wart will fall off. Don't do that. Please, please don't do that. that that's not good for anybody. At all. Acne. Acne. You know, sometimes reading some of these coming up, um, I'm wondering if witches didn't tell these stories to people back then that they didn't care for just to fuck with them. I'm really thinking that some people came to witches and were like, hey, uh, yeah, I know that, you know, we banished you from the area and like, you know, we treat you like shit when you come to town, but I have an issue and I need your help. So uh, tell me how to fix this. Because some of these are, yeah, yeah. So for acne, catch the morning pee of a pregnant cow and dab the urine on your face anywhere where you have acne. Yeah, that's definitely some like, oh, yeah, you're mean to me, but now you want my help here. This is how you cure your acne guarantee that shit oh yeah so let let the urine dry on your face for 15 minutes then rinse it and repeat every morning until your acne is gone yeah yeah also <laughs> rub <laughs> oh fuck me rub urine soaked baby diaper on your face and that will um that that will cure the acne I uh, have so many questions. So many questions on that one. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Purifying your blood can be done by making and consuming homemade dandelion wine. I like that one. I think I will purify my blood with some wine of the dandelion sort. Because fuck it, why not? Treating burns, so we've all fucking burnt ourselves. 
one way or another, lighting a candle, cooking in the kitchen, um, grab the fucking curling iron or straightener or something. We've all gotten to burn somehow. Most of us go to our aloe plant, cut a little slice, get the little gel, and put aloe on it. That's great. It works great. But these are some other ones that have been passed down over the years. Any type of vinegar, soak a cloth in it, and then let it set on the burn for three minutes. Create a medicinal oil from St. John's wort that's harvested on St. John's Day and left in the sun for a few days. Yeah, that's a lot of work for a, a burn that can literally, you can just go grab some aloe for, but whatever. Um, white potato. <laughs> Put the cut side down on the wound and it will cure it. It will help the pain. If you burn your finger cooking, grab your earlobe to take the pain away. I've not tried this, but next time I'm going to do it. Next time I cook, burn my finger while I'm cooking, I'm going to try this. Although I don't cook often anymore because um, it's just Trav and I, and it's cheaper for us to eat out than it is to make a meal or just buy some frozen food or something. We rarely cook. Plus, it's hot in the summer. I hate cooking in the summer. But I'm going to try that. So next time I burn my finger, I'm going to grab my earlobe and take the pain away. We'll see. Or apply an egg white to your burn will also ease the pain of your burn. Make a strong tea. Soak it. Soak a cloth in it and then apply it to your sunburns. This is a very, very helpful one. I think I said it in the beginning when I started talking about burns and sugar. In the very beginning. Tea will help your sunburn very, 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 very well. Same with like oatmeal. Very, very well. Tomatoes are also helpful like potatoes. So if you don't have any potatoes and you got tomatoes, use them. I've never tried it because I'm afraid that the acid will hurt or burn, but let me know how that goes for you. And apply a poultice of uh, mullein leaves. I've never tried that, but I've heard it multiple, multiple times. Got stomach issues? Eat prunes to, you know, go and not be constipated anymore. Or drink prune juice. And it has to be like actual prunes, not like this fake shit, you know. If you're going to drink prune juice for that reason, because it's fucking gross, make sure you're getting the actual 100% prune juice and not like some concentrate bullshit that is you know, prune juice flavored or whatever, which I don't even know why they would even make that because who wants to have fake prune juice flavoring? It's just disgusting, but whatever. The old saying, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Well, facts. It's literally great for your stomach and gut health. So, yeah. An apple, you actually get more benefits from eating the skin and the core and eating like the whole motherfucking thing. Except for the seeds. I don't eat the seeds. Because the old wife's tell the apple will grow in your belly. I don't think that's real, but I don't know. Could fucking be. <laughs> but uh, as a child, I would have felt for that. I would have totally. I think I actually did fucking believe it. But uh, apples are extremely beneficial. So the an apple a day keeps the doctor away thing is legit. Like it's super fucking helpful. If you have um, an upset stomach, stomach. If you have a stomach, <laughs> an upset stomach, try some fennel. Fennel seeds, literally, you can put it inside. It'll, it'll help. Tea made from the roots of 
Queens of the Meadow will help with your belly issues. And putting a thin slice of onion under a band-aid helps draw infections. I don't know where the fuck I got that fucking... <laughs> I'm talking about stomach stuff and I'm just like, putting a thin slice of a onion under a band-aid will draw out the infection, not from your stomach, but I think I meant to put that with the, um... Yeah, the other stuff about, like, insect bites and cuts and shit, which it's funny because, like I told you guys, I was trying to like think of these in order and then my brain just started randomly going down avenues of all the ones I've heard over the years and totally going down different paths the wrong ways so yeah some of them are not in um great order but you get the point so yeah arthritis pain eat gin soaked raisins I have problems with this number one can I have something beside the raisin because raisins oh no 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 I think I've told you guys before, we'll tell you again, just because, uh, I loved raisins when I was little. I loved them so fucking much. I would eat raisins all the time. And then, there was a He-Man and She-Ra marathon on. If you do not know who She-Ra is or He-Man, She-Ra was my literal fucking icon as a child. She was everything that I wish I was as far as her strength and her just as a young young child she was my like queen she was my queen okay so there was a marathon on and my mom had just went to the grocery store and bought you know the little bricks of raisins that come like little tiny boxes yeah so i ate the entire fucking brick because i didn't want to leave to like leave my room of watching the he managed hero marathon to go and eat real food so i just I knew my mom said raisins were healthy, so I ate the entire fucking brick of raisins. And then I vomited them up directly after whole raisins and all. Because apparently I wasn't chewing when I was shoveling these fucking little disgusting burgers into my mouth. Nope, didn't didn't chew them up. Swallowed them fuckers whole and puked them up whole. And to this day, if a raisin touches me, I will lose my motherfucking shit. My mom thinks it's funny to hide raisins and cookies when she makes them and not tell me until I bit into the cookie thinking I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie when in fact there are fucking raisins hidden in there disguised as chocolate chips. And then she'll ruin a perfectly good like broccoli salad by throwing fucking raisins in it. Like, what the fuck, mom? That is not how you do your child. Like, just no. Nope, 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 nope. Not okay. Unsubscribe, mom. Unsubscribe. So yeah, um, I'll take gin-soaked anything else besides raisins. Pokeberry wine or pokeberry salad is the, using the leaves of pokeberry is supposed to be very, very helpful for arthritis. It's something to do with the nutrients in the leaves, have the properties that help with the anti-inflammatory and help with the pain. I have never seen pokeberry wine. Um... I don't even think I've ever seen pokeberry leaves around here, but I would love to try it because I got old Arthur going up my ass. So that's another old wife's house being arthritis that we all know is legit. If you have any, you know when it's going to rain because you start to fucking hurt. It literally, like, feel it in your bones hurt because you know it's going to rain. It's crazy. Let's go ahead and take a... uh, 
little breaky break, which for me will be like, you know, a 30 minute break for you will be like my 40 second ad. Aha. All right, let's go. We're continuing on talking about old wives' tales that we all fucking know came from witches because that's the only way they make sense. Witch hazel on achy muscles. I have tried this and I have to say that I don't think that it is as effective of some of as some of the um, things that we have available to us today, but it does work. It does help alleviate some of those pains and strains and issues that you've got going on. But there are other over-the-counter items that work better. But back in the day, I can see that being perfectly great option to go for. Next, we have making a poultice of Epsom salt and leave it on until it dries. I, <laughs> I had to... Um, go through a lot of Epsom salt when I was younger. I had stepped on a rusty nail as a child and it was a long, thick motherfucker. It was a six inch nail and four of the inches went into my foot, the base, like where the ball is. And it like hit the bone a little bit, but just like went right between the bone, like right next to the bone, but it did like scrape the bone a hair bit. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I was on crutches. It was horrible. And I had to soak my foot daily in Epsom salt. And then my mom would make like this little, basically a poultice of Epsom salt and put on it to help it. And it did really help with it because it was really fucking bad. It was horrible. And it was actually on 4th of July. So it was around this time uh, where we live at the company that, the factory that employs the majority of the town and surrounding areas used to put on giant 4th of July picnic slash fireworks show slash party for all the employees and their families. And it was a huge deal. Like, everybody in town went to it. Like, the stores and everything were just dead as fuck because everybody was out at the Harrison Still picnic. So the, that morning, I was at my uncle's house playing with my cousins, and I just happened to step on this fucking rusty-ass large, huge nail. My parents had to take me to the emergency room get a tetanus shot and all that and deal with this because I couldn't walk so I didn't get to enjoy my time out there at the picnic because it was on crutches and I had to sit the entire time instead of walking around with my friends being cool as like you know a seven year old is fucking cool walking around so yeah it sucked rub butter on bumps and bruises to help I've actually heard this um, I bruise very easily very 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 easily um, I heard this obviously I heard it I've tried this um, I bruise incredibly easily, easily because I'm anemic. And I mean, I wake up with bruises. I have no idea where they came from. Uh, when Charlie and I first started dating, he's like, oh my God, people are going to think I abuse you because you're covered in bruises. I'm like, nope, that's just who I am as a person. So <laughs> they say to keep a bottle of rubbing alcohol with mint and an aspirin in it and use this for sore muscles. This is something my dad used to keep all the time. And he, um, when he, he used to bowl on a league and he would use rubbing alcohol to clean his bowling ball and gets all the gunk off of it so it doesn't like go sideways or whatever. 
but it would always have like the mint and aspirin in it and he can use it on his muscles if they got sore out there. So it kind of worked out great. Iodine is said to clear bruises. Does not work for me. Um, I, I just, I bruise way too easily and it just does not work for me. May work for others, but doesn't for me. Try a poultice of comfrey and um, water to ease your, <coughs> excuse me, to ease bruises and breaks. I don't know how it's going to ease a break, but I mean, you know, it could. I don't know. Because, you know, sometimes bruises hurt, so you got to take something out of it. Cuts and wounds. Break open a puffball mushroom over the cut to stop the bleeding. I have never tried that. I don't even know if there are puffball mushrooms around here or if I can identify them, to be honest. I have a really bad time with identifying mushrooms because I think they all look good and I want to eat them all. And I know you can't, and that's bad. So I try to just avoid mushrooms at all costs because I just want to eat them. Use spider webs to clot blood. This, you know, straight up came from a fucking witch. Like, there's no other explanation. This is straight witch shit right there. There's our proof. But seriously, you guys can tell all these came from a fucking witch. I mean, nobody else is going to think of these things like this. All of it has, it all just tracks back to witches and witchcraft. Letting your dog lick your wounds because they have healing properties. This is something growing up, if you had a wound, the dogs would come right over to us. Like they just smelled it out and would come over and be like, oh, here, let me help you, my human. Let me clean it for you and make you all better. And my parents would just be like, yeah, um, you know, let them do that because quote unquote dogs mouths are cleaner than a toilet. Even though they just licked their ass like five seconds ago. But yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Whatever. Press Spanish moss into a wound to stop the bleeding. Somebody did this on a YouTube video a few years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was the only one who'd ever heard that before. I thought it was crazy. Sorry, I take a drink. Pine resin to treat rune, runes. Treat your runes. Fuck me. Pine resin is used to treat wounds. Fuck me. Honey is also used to treat and heal wounds. Didn't know that. Actually, I didn't know that one. That was one that somebody had uh, told me when I was telling them what I was going to be doing this episode on. And I thought that was quite interesting because honey is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I wanted a bigger word there, but I uh, lost it. So... But I use honey for everything. Like, I fucking love honey. In fact, I'm very low. I need to get some more. But I always will go for honey any chance I can to use as a natural sweetener and just for tons and tons of things. So, toothaches. These have been, I think we've tried like every fucking old wives' tale for a toothache that there is because there's nothing worse than a fucking toothache, especially late at night or in the middle of the night when everything's fucking closed because you live in a tiny ass town and nothing stays open anymore. It's horrible. And you will do anything for relief. So I'm going to tell you. Warm salt water. Swish it around. Seems to work. Kind of helps that infection a little bit. I'm going to tell you the one that Travis swears by. This one he will do. Hands down. Every time Travis ever had to think this is what he did. He would take warm milk and hold it in his mouth over the tooth that was sore, swish it around that tooth a little bit, hold it as long as you can, and then swallow the milk 
he swears that this works 100% every fucking time. We're on a road trip to somewhere for work. I don't remember. That's when I worked as a bill collector for a company. And we were on um, a road trip down there for our, I think it was our Christmas uh, party. Like, we had this big Christmas party with giveaways and stays in a hotel and all the shit. And we're on our way there, and we are making good time. Things are going great, and he gets the worst fucking toothache of his life. And we had to stop on the um, way down to the gas station so we can get a little container of milk and then try to warm it up in the car with the heater to get it um, to room temperature so he can put it in his and his cheek and his, you know, on his tooth and heal it. And he did this over and over. And I was like, let me just take you to an emergency dentist, get that bitch extracted and, and go on. And he ended up, um, fine. I mean, the milk helped and it made it all better, but he swears that this literally will save everything. Now, obviously we don't have any tooth issues because we have a teeth pulled and got dentures, but he swears to this day that is still the best remedy for a toothache. It works. So if you're having a toothache and you're having trouble, try that. Kill the bark off of a tickle tongue tree and chew on it for instant numbness that will take the pain away. I've not tried that one. I don't think I have a tickle tongue tree in my yard to kill the bark from. Put a whole clove against your gums. Tried that. You can also make a paste out of crushed clove and water and wrap it around your tooth. That will also help alleviate some pain for a little bit. These obviously are just um, temporary fixes and not permanent fixes. But back then, they're, they're, you know, they tried to hold on to everything as long as they could. And there weren't dentists just like on every fucking corner or five in a fucking town. So witches had to be creative and do what they could to get through a cold and fever. I think it's kind of like cold and flu we talked about earlier, but I thought of some more. So, cut thick slices of onions or potatoes and put them on the bottom arch of your foot. Put socks on, go to bed, sleep overnight, and it will pull out the ailment and any toxins and stuff out of your body while you're sleeping. This is one that my mom swears by. works wonderfully. She also now, in more modern days, uses Vicks. As well, we'll put slather some fucking Vicks on her feet to put her socks on, go to bed, take them off, bam. Restless leg syndrome. I have suffered with restless leg syndrome in my past, and it's fucking horrible. Horrible. The worst. So, I'm going to tell you a couple old wives' tales, and I'm going to tell you a couple of uh, basic witch tales, because I can tell you what helps. Put a few potatoes in your bed while you sleep. Literally, just put potatoes in your bed with you. I don't know why, but this does help. It really does. Put a bar of Irish spring, like the soap, a bar of soap, under your sheets and go to sleep, and it helps. Now, you're probably thinking if you've suffered from restless leg syndrome, this is great to have these things in your bed while you sleep, but how the fuck do you get to sleep with that pain? I'm going to tell you right now. Write down. This is my basic witch old wife's tale that I swear by right now. Two things that you can do. Technically three. 
the first one that you can do is wrap up as fucking tight as you possibly can. Put any type of clothing on that is compression. I know it sucks to sleep like that, but you will fall asleep finally. Compression is the key. Put on your tightest pair of fucking leggings or tights. Anything tight shirts. Anything tight. Wrap yourself up like a fucking burrito. I'm talking... I don't care if it's 800 degrees. Wrap your shit up as tight as you fucking possibly can. Like a burrito. And snuggle in and lay on yourself. Put as much weight on. Add a weighted blanket. And it will help take that away. That urge to kick in. I don't know why they call it just Russell's leg syndrome. It should be like Russell's body. Because mine was in my arms as well. I would fucking punch. In the middle of the night, it's fucking crazy. But wrapping yourself up tight as possible works. My second wives' tale for this. Hot water. As hot as you can possibly fucking stand. Get in a hot tub of water. The hot seriously like the hottest temperature you can stand a bath of. Get in there. Let your muscles soak in that hot fucking water and it loosens them up and it eases whatever's happening in your muscles to create this. The third best, easiest, quickest way is to have an orgasm. I know we have younger listeners, so fast forward a few seconds, but honestly, whether you have your partner help you or you do it yourself, which sometimes is easier and quicker, it will instantly make it go away. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know it does and it works 100% every fucking time. Hands down, done instant who suffered for many many years i could tell you it works perfectly perfect let's talk about some gardening old wives tales your rose should never run i'm sorry your rose should run north and south that is how they should be planted north and south when you're planting seeds always put three seeds in one for the good one for the crow and one to grow. Don't really know why, but that's what I've always told, been told. So when I plant flowers, when I plant vegetables, anything in my garden, three seeds go in. Make a tobacco spray for pesticides, but note that this is not good for all tomatoes. So I would not put it where you have uh, tomatoes because it's just not um, the greatest for them. It does not uh, help them grow. It actually is worse for them. Plant above ground crops during the waxing moon and below ground crops during the waning moon. Don't know why, but that's what they've always told us to do. Bury a piece of iron next to the roses to make them more fragrant. I believe this was actually in a movie. What movie was it? I don't remember, but I do remember it being in a movie. Ringworm. Old wife sells for treating ringworm. Green walnut juice and tobacco juice on the site. Literally put it right on the site. Bam. Dead. Apply nail polish to the ringworm to suffocate it. Burn a paper bag. Blow the ashes after it's burned. And then once it's cool, dab your finger in the resin and apply it to the ringworm. I've never had ringworms, so I don't know if these actually work, but these are things I have been told. 
foot fungus if you have any issues with your feet seeds which I I know is a common thing people have it with their toenails and everything I am one who has had issues with it and I need to actually go and try some things I've never tried them I've been told about them but just have never tried Soak in your feet in very hot water with one cup of turpentine. I don't think I want turpentine on my skin, so I'm going to pass on that. Make trumpet vine tea and soak feet in it daily. Six weeks for toenail fungus and two weeks for athlete's foot at twice a day. Interesting. Make a thick paste or poultice uh, from green walnut husks and water and then paint your feet with it. Put walnut leaves in your shoes. This one um, is another one where I think witches were literally just fucking with people and saying random shit to them just to get them to go away. Pee on your own feet in the shower and then wash them clean. Yeah. Pee on your own feet. The only time I'm ever going to pee on myself is if I got stung by a jellyfish and there's literally nobody else there to help me. That's the only time I'm going to pee on myself on purpose. I've eat on myself many times on accident but you know that's neither here nor there mix tobacco and fresh warm mud sorry that was where I thought I heard something so uh, mix tobacco and fresh warm mud in a baggie put your foot in the baggie and let it sit in there for about a half hour it's supposed to work wonders babies let's talk about how to help with babies growing up I had a lot of younger cousins. I didn't have any younger siblings. It's just me and my sister, and she's older. But a lot of younger sub or cousins that I um, was always like the helper for, and then I became the babysitter for when I was old enough. But I was the helper. So my family, a lot of these uh, old wives' tales were passed down and were things that we traditionally just used and did. Not all of them, but so for colic, catnip tea, caraway seed tea onion juice those all work um to help with colic <laughs> toast a piece of bread completely black like fucking black as black and then soak it in boiling water let it cool and then use that will help with colic use cabbage leaves to stop breast milk it's supposed to help dry up your breast milk and or when you're trying to like wean the baby what, uh, breast milk can treat pink eye, diaper rash, and ear infection. So next time you get pink eye, go find your pregnant lady or one who's just had a baby. Get a couple ounces of her breast milk, shoot it in your eye, golden. Yeah. Also, <laughs> urine in the ear will treat an ear infection. Yes, you heard me. Urine in the ear will treat an ear infection. Eek. Eek. I, I don't recommend that at all. Just don't put urine in your ear. I mean, whew, yeah. Fill a sock with rice and uh, warm it in the microwave and then place it on your ear or your jaw to stop with any aching or the baby if they're cutting teeth or whatever. Warm sweet oil also works good for an ear infection and the or ear aches. These aren't just, I guess these ones for the ear infection and the jaw or um, ear pain's not just for babies, but it was on my same uh, thought process when I was, you know, 
making my list. But sweet oil does work wonderful wonders for earaches. In fact, to this day, customers will come in the store all the time, constantly asking me if we have sweet oil because I have an earache. So these next ones, um, I'm pretty positive that everybody has seen some variation of them on social media as we're older. But I'm positive that this is how witches used to determine the gender of a baby while it was still in the mother's belly. So the heart rate, they say if it's 140 if it's a girl, 155 if it's a boy. The ring test, a uh, hair of the mother or a string of the mother's hair is not long enough. So you loop the ring with the hair or the, the string and you hang, over, hang it over mother's belly. If it loops in a straight line, it's a girl. And if it circles, it's a boy. The Drano test. I don't suggest this because I really think it just depends on the acidity of your urine. But they say the Drano test that if you mix the mother's urine with Drano and it's green, it's a girl. If it's blue, it's a boy. I think you just gotta maybe skip that one because we all have, you know, acidic levels. I don't know. Maybe somebody should try it both ways and see and, uh, and go from there and let me know. I guess, I mean, you'd have to be like pregnant twice and know what you're having both times. Scratch that. It's fine. But if you do, you know, even if it's like two years from now, let me know. Because I'm, I'm interested. So it's said that, and this is just horrible, that boys give their mother that pregnancy glow where little girls supposedly take the beauty away from their mother during the pregnancy. And I'm going to be honest with you, when I was pregnant with our oldest who was born female at birth, um, I went ugly as fuck. Straight up ugly. Uh, I didn't have a glow. I didn't have any, you know, cute pregnancy look. I looked like a balloon who was miserable and had horrible acne, even though I never had acne in my life at that point. With Brady, our youngest born boy, I did have that glow. I did feel like I looked like two pregnant girls and it just was crazy. But I think it's awful that we say that. Like, the little girl's going to steal your beauty while you're pregnant. Like, it's just awful. It's horrible. Whenever you see a pregnant woman, whether if they tell you they're pregnant, you know, obviously you should never just assume someone's pregnant. But even if they don't have that glow, tell them they look glowing and they look beautiful. They need it. They really do. Severe morning sickness in your first trimester is supposed to be a sign of a girl. And if you have, you know, if it's not bad at all, then it's supposed to be a boy. Cravings, and I will agree, this is dead on. Salty foods, a boy, if you're craving sweets, it's a girl. For me, those were accurate. Diaper rash. <laughs> These are some you may not want to try, but some may not be so bad. Crush mud dauber's nest into. Uh, fuck. First, you gotta go find a mud dauber, right? Follow it back to its nest. Crush that shit up into a fine powder and apply it to your baby's butt. I think I will just buy some desitin as opposed to pissing off a mud dauber and, you know, destroying its home and all that. Uh, we're good. Applying cornstarch to absorb moisture will prevent diaper rash. I get similar with, you know, baby powder. So I love baby powders have cornstarch in them now. But back then, 
to see where these came from, which came from witches because back then they knew how to take care of things. That's probably where somebody got the idea for fucking baby powder because a witch told them to put cornstarch in the baby's diaper to prevent diaper rash. And they're like, hey, this is brilliant. I'm going to market it and be fucking rich. And that's how Johnson & Johnson's was formed. Just kidding, but probably. Brown regular flour in a pan, cool it, and then place it on the baby's butt. I don't know why you would do that, but I guess it's very similar to the whole cornstarch thing, maybe. I don't really understand, but... Put rolled oats in a sock or a cloth, or a cloth bag, sorry, and add it to a warm bath, and that will help the baby's rash in the bath. Or you can apply pure lard to your baby's butt, and that will help with diaper rash. That's just... Can you imagine somebody walking in and you're just slabbing lard all over your baby's butt? <laughs> They're definitely calling CPS on you. 100% calling CPS. Asthma attacks. As someone who is a mother of two with asthma, taking a shot of apple cider vinegar will help quite a bit. Another wife's tale I'll tell you about, which this will be a basic witch wife's tale, about asthma attacks. If someone is having an asthma attack, start breathing in a very noticeable way and they will start matching your breath and get themselves where they're, it regulates. It's, it's like a breathing thing and you just get them to kind of go along with you and it helps close it down because a lot of times when someone's having a breathing attack or a, but an asthma attack, it will trigger an anxiety issue, an anxiety attack, or something, you know, similar panic attacks at the same time, which causes the asthma attack to be much worse. So to try to help them calm down the situation, try to make sure that your breathing is animated and have them kind of breathe along with you and it kind of helps bring them down so they're not as riled up and anxious and they're able to focus on their breathing as opposed to the emergency of the situation. It really does help. All right, a few animal-related things. Apply raw eggs or and milk or sardines to a snake bite. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting well, maybe raw eggs in milk, but I'm not putting fucking sardines on me. Nope, 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 nope. Again, chopped onions or potatoes will draw out poison. Onions and potatoes seem to be like the go-to items to cure a lot of our ailments. Are used for a lot of things. Consume small amounts of tobacco as a dewormer. I <laughs> I hope we're not having worms, but maybe for animals, which I don't suggest giving them tobacco now because it's very, very deadly. But back in the day, um, people did get worms a lot. I, I don't know what regions, but I do know it did happen. Um, but tobacco can also, like nicotine, can actually uh, kill you if you do too much ingesting not just like smoking which i'm sure that could probably hurt you too but whatever if a dog has mange give it a bath made of pokeberries i don't know why but it helps um moving on to a few other different things health wise i'm telling you i was all over the place when i was making this list because things were just coming to my head and then um travis told me something he'd heard and he looked up a couple just to kind of add in. I'm like, oh, that's, that's quite interesting. 
but rubbing a gold ring on a sty will make it go away. When I was younger, I used to get styes on my eye a lot. Um, turned out we... I don't remember what it was. We found out why. But anyway, uh, a gold ring. Rub it on your side. It's supposed to make it go away. Just stop a nosebleed. Keep a pair of metal scissors in the freezer. And when someone gets a nosebleed, you place this, the cold metal silver, silvers, scissors on the person's back on their bare skin. And it will stop the nosebleed. I don't know why, but it works. Like, it's fucking insane. Mint or lavender can help cure a headache. In fact, I have one, and I think we should uh, test that out with um, some lavender smells. I don't know if I'm supposed to use oil or actual, like, you know, the plant lavender. But we will will try. Uh, Make a paste or a poultice of instant coffee and water and apply it to cold sores and (coughs) excuse me many 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 times throughout the day like it's not going to be super noticeable it's not like you're walking around with it being a fucking giant you know clump on there but especially if you're at home where you're not seeing anybody you could do this and it's supposed to kill the virus and prevent any return I know a lot of people suffer with issues of cold sores and some people believe that is sexually transmitted and sometimes it's just not I'm not going to end the whole thing but oh shit um, someone I know very very well suffers a lot from um, cold sores and they definitely have never gotten um, that via herpes through a sexual incident so there's less stigmatism on that uh, cold sores are technically um, a herpes virus but it's not necessarily like a sexually transmitted herpes virus so I'm, I'm not a doctor I'm not going to all that but I want people to feel comfortable understanding that your cold sores can be helped without you know expensive tons of treatment so definitely try that it will help poison egg poison egg Jesus fuck poison oak ivy and sumac y'all I told you the story just a couple weeks ago Maybe it was last week. I don't remember at this point. About my... I think it was last week, actually. About my car accident. When I crawled out the window, I rolled into a field of poison oak, poison ivy, poison sumac, and it was absolutely dreadful. It's bad. So. Oatmeal baths. Wonderful. Bleach water and or witch hazel. Wonderful. I'm not putting bleach on me, but they help so fucking many ways very very much so much definitely helps who weather wise red at night is a traveler's delight red in the morning take warning people say to check the skies before you travel and a lot of sailors and People who went out on destination, I don't even know what the fuck you call people, travelers, I, I don't know what you would say, but anyway, people used to go by the, the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky and take warnings from there and make their plan for the day based on that. So, red at night, you're good to go. But if it's red in the morning, you should take warning. Interesting. Interesting. If a dog is eating grass, it's a sign that it's going to rain. This kind of ties back with the first one I talked about, about the leaves being flipped over. It's said that for every fog that we have in August, 
it equals snow in the winter, which now, because I'd forgotten about this one, but after I heard, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, I remember that. I'm going to start tracking the fog in August and tracking to see if we get that much snow in the winter. I don't know. And if you know, if you notice more spiders than normal, then it's supposed to mean that a harsh winter is coming. If your uh, if your palm is itchy, guys, I'm sure you've already heard this. If your right palm is itchy, that means money's coming in. If your left palm is itchy, that means money is going out. You're gonna have an unexpected bill or something going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Housekeeping. Sprinkle black pepper where you find mice droppings, and it stops them from coming back. This I have heard actually not very long ago. Somebody was talking about they were in the store looking for a big container of black pepper because they needed to sprinkle it for the mouse droppings. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy because I didn't know how people knew about that, but they did. Obviously, I can go on and on and on for hours about old wives' tales, but this would be a 27,000 hour episode if I listed all of them. I don't want to. We're already pretty deep in, and I have not even started um, talking about superstitions and all of that. But I really want to hear more of your guys' old wives' tales, so please, um, please, please email me, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. The subject line put, uh, I don't remember what the fuck I said in the beginning my list of old wives tales and superstitions or something like that so I can easily find them and put them all together and we'll do like a little bonus episode on those but I do want to talk about a few of the superstitions before um, before we end this episode these are uh, pretty much all superstitions that my family has carried over over the years um, and it's been interesting um yeah, so there's a few that I don't follow or believe, and I'll explain why, but for the most part, my whole family just completely follows these, like, to the T. So one of the ones that I adhere to like a fucking glove is never wash clothes on New Year's Day, because you could quote-unquote wash away a family member or loved one. I did it once, and... We coincidentally had someone in the family die, so I don't know if I did that or not, but I still blame myself for that, so, yeah. I guess I just kind of forgot what day it was, and there was a lot of shit going on, and it was like late at night, and I forgot to wash the day before, and I had to have clean clothes for work, so I was like, fuck. Should have just wore dirty clothes to work, but whatever. Don't sweep someone's feet with a broom. Bad luck. Don't do it. Open... The front and back door, at, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as New Year's rolls in, and it lets the bad out and the new in. It's kind of like a refresher. Don't bring eggs in after dark. It's bad luck. This one, I um, don't really buy eggs that often or shop after dark, so I'm kind of golden there. If you drop silverware or a dish towel, it's a sign that company is coming. If you want company to leave, Turn your indoor broom upside down and they will leave within like 10 to 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes like an hour, but because we all have like an indoor broom and outdoor broom, you go into wherever you keep it and you turn it with the whisks up 
leaning against whatever, and it will, will leave. I don't know why it works, but it does. Don't walk under a ladder. Like, we've all heard that. That's bad luck. Walking under a ladder is bad luck. I think it's funny because I one time trace this down. Because I'm like, all right, I want to know where this came from. And if you take it all the way back, it goes down fucking, like, a rabbit hole. And then there's, like, 28 different path rabbit holes to go down. But one that I found was very hilarious. says that that's where the devil hides is underneath ladders. And I was like, Jesus, fuck. Get me out of here. Never pound a nail after sundown or you'll wake the tree gods. I did not know about waking the tree gods part, but I knew you're just not supposed to hammer nails after midnight or after sundown. I guess I just never knew about the tree god part, but I do now. So don't ever give anyone knives as a housewarming gift because it will turn their neighbor into their enemy. Don't bring an old broom to a new house when you move. Throw that broom away, get a new broom. Do not bring in your old broom. It's not good. Never place mirrors opposite of each other because it opens up a portal. If someone gives you something sharp as a gift, like a blade or a knife of something of some sort, pay them a penny for it as to not cut ties of the relationship. Never go straight home after a funeral because you could take spirits home with you. So always stop somewhere first. Anywhere. Park, the store, the gas station. Anywhere. Just don't go straight home. A bird pooping on you is a sign of good luck. I will never forget we were going to go on a bowling tournament because I told you guys I used to bowl professionally. Just kidding. Not professionally at all. But everyone in my family is blessed with... um, the ability to bowl very well and it's actually fun i grew up started on a league when i was seven and it's a lot of fun i can't do it now because my back is too fucked up but um it was a lot of fun that i don't any time but it was a lot of fun and we had great times on the bowling tournaments and you know we party and have a good time and then uh bowl like shit the next day after you know night of partying but it's fine <laughs> it was fun but uh, we were getting ready to go, and we were, my aunt lives, my great aunt lives next door to my mom, but there's a side road in between, like, their yards, a side road that hardly anybody ever comes down unless it's summertime, and they use it to get to the ball diamond. Anyway, so we were sitting out there, and everybody was getting packed up, ready to leave that morning so we can go um, leave for the bowling tournament, and my aunt's sitting out there, and a bird shit on her like right on her and she was freaking out and we're like that's remember that's good luck she's like i know but it's on my shirt because they all have matching shirts it was just hilarious she ended up bowling really good that weekend and won some money so good luck owls are supposedly signs of bad omens i um i have mixed emotions about this one i have had um a few bad things happen after spotting an owl in the yard but nothing like major and then I've had times where there's been an owl in the yard and I've not seen or had any bad luck. They say if an owl's in your home, if it gets in there, that is definitely a sign of death coming. So, um, yeah, be careful. Never directly hand someone the salt. If someone wants you to pass the salt, you set it down on the table and then they pick it up. You do not hand it to them. Whatever you do, you do not hand anybody the salt. It's bad. If you spill salt, you need to throw it over your left shoulder. I do know that some superstitions say over your right shoulder, but in my family, it is over your left shoulder, and that is the way that I will 
Yes. If you find a penny, you must pick it up. If it's heads up, it's supposed to be good luck has been added in there too. I don't care if it's tails up or heads up. If I find a penny, I'm picking it up because my dad used to collect pennies. And I think that's his way of um, letting me know he's around because I find pennies around me all the fucking time. Um, in the mornings, I always clean the parking lot at work. And my team cleans it at night too. It gets cleaned multiple times because people are disgusting and trash things everywhere. But it never fails. Every single morning, I find pennies out in the parking lot. Even if I'm the one who closed the night before, clean the parking lot, go out in the morning to double check and sweep the parking lot for any, you know, passersby, cigarette butts or anything that might have blown, you know, into the parking lot as people are driving overnight. Does not matter. I always find pennies. And I'll find them around the store, laying around in the most random places. Like, I find pennies all the time. All the time. They say if a black cat crosses your path, it's bad luck. I don't believe that. I think we have put too much bad stuff tied into black kitty cats, and I think it's horribly rude. And kitty cats are wonderful, and we should be nice to them. But whatever. Seven years of bad luck if you break a mirror. Facts. I don't make the rules, but it happens. I don't know why, but it it, it's layer. It's it's layer. It's legit. It's real. Bad things come in threes. Death comes in threes. Um, yeah, it does. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Making a wish, and when you uh, blow on an eyelash, if you have an eyelash on your cheek, you're supposed to blow on it. Make a wish. Must be good luck for you. Do not open a bra- an umbrella inside. My God, my mother about lost her shit on me when I was younger, and I was going to go outside, and they opened, or started to open the umbrella on the back porch, which our back porch was, like, encloses our laundry room, but for some reason, my family called it the back porch. Makes no sense. Anyway, I started to open that thing there, and my mom lost her ever-loving mind. Don't do that. Friday the 13th. It's bad luck. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The number 13 is bad luck. I don't believe that. 13 is my lucky number. I was born on Friday the 13th, so I do not find it to be bad luck or anything unlucky. I know I am probably um, on a short list of people who don't find it to be bad or bad luck, but it's always been good for me, so I don't know. Wishing good luck to a thespian is bad. You say the opposite, like break a leg or something before they go out and perform, but do not say good luck. Viewing your own doppelganger is supposed to be really bad luck. I had an experience with mine when I was younger. I did not see it, but my aunt did. She was yelling at me to come over back to her, um, back to the yard. I was with my aunt somewhere. I don't remember where we were. It was her husband's family, so my uncle's family. We were somewhere. It felt like it was really far away, but and in the country but now that I think about it and like try to figure out where it was I don't think it was like far away or you know like in the country I think it just took us on a country ride to get to there anyway I remember her yelling for me saying Cassie get over here get over here get out of their yard and I'm standing behind her and I'm like what what and she looks at me and looks up and she said that the little girl over there looked exactly like me that she thought it was me same clothing, same hair, same everything. 
To this day, I don't know if that was my actual doppelganger over there, because I didn't see her. Apparently, the screaming scared her off, and my aunt yelling for me, telling that little girl to come here, who wasn't Cassie, scared her. But to this day, I don't know if it was my actual doppelganger, and there was a little girl that lived there that looked like me, or if it was somehow the spirit version of me out of my body decided to go wander off. I, I, I think about that all the time, so I don't know. Knocking on wood for luck after you say something, um, saying, uh, yeah, we've been lucky my tree is, or that tree missed my car, knock on wood. It's supposed to be good luck after you say something bad like that. Or, you know, we've been lucky we haven't had any uh, storm damage, you know, knock on wood. It's supposed to be good luck after you say something, it kind of reverses it, you know. Stepping on a crack will break your mother's back. When I was little, I would watch every fucking step I took to make sure I did not step on a crack because I didn't want to hurt my mom. Now I know that that's probably not logical. I say probably not because uh, I question everything. Everything could be logical. I don't know. Horseshoes for luck. So, (laughs) some people believe that horseshoes are very, very... uh, good signs of luck and you have them like rabbit's foot and four-leaf clovers and things like that but in my family it was said that you're not supposed to hang it if you hang the horseshoe for good luck in your home it's not supposed to be with the ends down the ends need to stay facing up crossing your fingers for good luck i could not find the origin of where this came from because it came down like 20 different things but I, I did find that uh, it came from or one of the paths that it supposedly came from had to do with uh, Christianity and paganism. So I uh, want to dig more onto that because I thought it was very fucking interesting. So I don't know if it was like hoping that it doesn't, you know, you don't turn pagan or some shit. I don't fucking know, but it was funny. Uh, craziness happening during the full moon facts straight facts because we've all seen how fucked up shit happens during a full moon. Anybody who works in the service industry as far as um, emergencies like medical, ER staff, um, wow, uh, my brain just froze. Police, uh, fire, the dispatch people, anybody will tell you full moons, everyone's fucking crazy. Like it just is something that with the shift and pull of the moon and everything i don't even know how to explain it it's fucking crazy and crazy batshit fucking things happen it's it's yeah been there i worked in a hospital um before i had our first child and it was crazy how people acted on a full moon it was insane unreal Blowing cinnamon in your front door in the first of the month. That is a wonderful thing that I still fucking do. Do not enter a room with your left foot. This was a real um, situation for me for a very long time. I was constantly making sure that I was aware of what foot I was walking with. And even trying to like count out my steps before I got to a room so I wouldn't look weird trying to switch feet walking to a room. Now I just kind of stop and think about it and then do it on. So. Making a wish when you blow out your birthday candles. This is, if you tell anybody, then it won't come true kind of deal. 
All these are superstitions that came from way back in the way, way old days. Wishing on a shooting star. You know this shit came from witches. Like, come on. Definitely came from witches. Kissing on New Year's at the stroke of midnight. Definitely. Always follow that one. Blowing on dice before you roll them. My family likes to play games when we get together for like holidays or literally anything. And they love to play this game called Ship Captain Crew. Don't know why it's called that. But anyway, the point is you roll the dice, you get three rolls. You gotta get a four and a five or something like that. Or four and a six. A four and a five. And then the other three dice you roll and you want to have the um, the best highest number as you can with the other three dice. It's confusing unless you're there, but you will literally see my whole family blow on the dives before they roll them. It's crazy. Making a wish at 11-11. Obviously, this one was not probably not around during witchcraft, like the early witch eras, because, you know, we didn't have clocks back then necessarily. But, you know, this shit has been adapted and made by a witch when the timing was accurate, you know? 13th floor is, that goes along with the whole 13. People think that a 13th floor is unlucky, and some hotels just don't fucking have one because of it, because of the superstition. It's crazy. Um, white lighters. Some people refuse to carry a white lighter or a red lighter. Uh, I think we talked... I don't even remember what fucking episode we talked about this in the 27 Club, but... Um, Definitely, yeah. Some people refuse to have white lighters or red lighters. It's crazy. Holding your breath while you pass the cemetery or while you go through a tunnel. These are things that I still fucking do to this day. Um, I can go on and on and on, but honestly, we are reaching um, quite past the time frame that I was trying to get this done in. So, the whole point of this episode and going over all these is to show how much our knowledge has grown and how we have really influenced the world to the point that people still carry these traditions on and pass these old tales on to their family and generations down their lines because it's wonderful advice that they got from a witch at one point in time or another and then found it so useful or interesting that they shared it with their friends but then shared it with their friends and shared it with their family and passed it on like a fucking heirloom from you know way back in the fucking day some of them are very fucked up and outdated and out of our time oops shit sorry some of them are much newer because these are things that have been adapted and altered by witches of today's timing obviously you know not like 2023 time but you know like 1912 time or whatever but new ones are coming all the time we're creating new traditions and new quote-unquote old wives tales and new superstitions from things that we believe in and that's getting bigger and stronger and our list is going to grow and grow because we are stepping more and more out of the shadows and more into the light we're more accepted now than we've ever been people aren't necessarily trying to hunt and kill us unless they're greg log they are accepting us and they're coming to us once again only this time they're not ashamed about coming to a witch for help or for healing they're not ashamed of seeking out our expertise in different ways they are now 
excited to come to us and to share that information with their friends and their family and pass that information on. These have grown, like I said, they're not all from the, you know, 1600s, 1700s anymore. Lots of them are newer and adapting. And we, every day as we find new things, our, our book of shadows, our spell books, our notebooks, our journals are going to be things that are found years from now. And those spells that we use, those notes that we have taken, they're going to be passed down because they're going to be found to be so fucking interesting and useful and helpful. And it's going to be much more widely accepted by then that they're going to be like, oh shit, this is like, you know, a whole list of old wives tales, basically how we are acting today with it. Our craft is growing more and more every day and we are beginning to be more and more accepted every day by people who years ago would never have accepted us. So I find it very interesting that we still hold some of these tales so dearly and continue to use them. And I'm very interested in making a little bit more of an updated version of some of them. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to tell anybody to pour urine in their ear if they have an ear infection. I will stick with the sweet oil. But these are things that we're creating ourselves. So I want to know some of your wives' tales, like I said in the beginning some of your superstitions. I obviously did not list all of them because there's so fucking many, but I want to know about your families. I want to know what you guys had. I want to know what ones you guys, you have now. It's like, um, life hacks before life hacks was a thing. So we will start calling them witchy life hacks, right? I think it's a one, a good idea. Old, old wives tales and superstitions are now called witchy life hacks. I don't know, but I want to know yours. I want to know what your family's passed down and what ones you've created or you've come upon yourself and found or just whatever, anything that I didn't list today. So again, the basic witch 2020 that's two zero two zero at gmail.com and the subject line put my list to old wives tales and superstitions or something like that. And then we will compile everything together And then we will do um, a follow-up episode later on where people have time to gather their list and send them in. I'm really excited for this, actually. I think it may be a section that I add to my um, book that I'm going to work or going to continue to work on because time is limited. But um, I think it'll be very interesting just to kind of add them all in there. And, of course, I will give credit to you guys for your... um, adding in and your inputs and things that you guys have thrown in and I'm super excited obviously it, when this will be while before it ever comes to fruition and happens because it's something that I want to make sure I have all the data on and all the things I want to add but it'll basically just be the witch's altar side guide companion or whatever I don't know but it's just going to be like a little handy dandy book of references and and things like that. And I think this will be a fun section to add into it. It'll be, when I do finally make it happen, it's going to be super cheap so every witch can afford it because, you know, witching is not cheap always. And we guess together, so. I did not mean to ramble on for this long. This is going to be an extra long episode, but that's fine. It's great. Why not? <laughs> Whew, so take these wives' tales and these superstitions and use them see what works adapt them 
change them, alter them, do whatever you have to do to make them work for you in today's time, in today's world, and then pass those on to your family and your friends and create new versions of the witchy life hacks that we've been handed down to us from years and years and years of passing down. I think it's going to be fun and interesting. So, all right, guys, I've been bothering you guys and rambling on long enough. I hope you have a wonderful day, week, month, year, whatever time you're listening to this. I cannot wait to see how this goes. Also, real quick, if you're still listening, thank you. I want to run something by you guys, and I'm probably going to post it in the group, too, on Facebook to kind of get some feedback. Um, So Spotify has um, reached out to me with an option to create a subscription plan. This would basically be um, something where you guys would get bonus episodes every month. Um, I would try to do, if if it works out the way it is, I would probably do like two to three bonus episodes every month. Um, There would be early content release because I'm going to start recording um, a week or two in advance so everything can be ahead of the game. And, you know, some other different little perk things in there. And I would not charge more than like 99 cents a month as a subscription. It's not something that I ever wanted to do, but after looking at everything and trying to... um, really just uh, get my life where I want it. I think it's something that I want to look at. I know I'd say I never want to be like a sellout and not really a sellout, but you know, force anybody to. So I will never force anybody. The episodes will still be every week like normal, but I really think that um, I want to start being able to offer more doing, like I said, bonus episodes um, two or three times a month and getting myself a couple weeks ahead so that I can have early releases for those who um, do subscribe. And I think it would be just very, very cheap, like 99 cents a month if they'll let me do it, just like a dollar or something. I don't know. I have to talk to Spotify and see. Um, They were giving me all kinds of suggestions and ideas of things, but they really are pushing me to um, add a subscription option since it's growing like crazy. And I don't know how I feel about all that. So give me some feedback as well on that. And um, just let me know if you'd be interested in uh, bonus content and early release for 99 cents a month on Spotify. So, all right. I hope you guys all have an amazing day, week, month, year. And I can't wait to hear from you guys. This is going to be great. So if you are in um, the United States, happy early 4th of July. Yay. Um yeah i got a lot of mixed feelings about how i feel about america right now so yeah happy birthday america but y'all pissing me off still like the government not you guys the whole fucking thing anyway hope you guys have a wonderful day and i love you bless me bye